I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. It is your host, Alex Adams, and... Do I normally say my last name when I introduce myself? I'm not sure. Um, Funny story, which has nothing to do with this. There is another quote-unquote influencer of sorts. Not really. He's in a different field, let's just say. His name is Alex Adams. There was a TikTok post that went viral. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a girl who does OnlyFans. And she was talking about like how she broke up with someone, blah, blah, blah. I don't really know the backstory behind it. Showed up on my For You page a couple times, like her videos and stuff. And one of the top comments is, are you sure it isn't because of Alex Adams? Not talking about me. It was talking about a man named Alex Adams, right? Which I'm assuming, you know, was in her relationship she's friends with. I don't know the backstory, okay? My sister saw it and she tagged me in it. (laughs) And I was just like... I had to explain to her that they were not talking about me and I commented I'm like definitely not me and that comment blew up because obviously my name's Alex Adams anyways we're from very different parts of social media I do get a lot of comments where I don't even know if that counts as social media actually just the media I get a lot of comments with some weirdos commenting on my YouTube being like oh this is the wrong Alex Adams or like on my Instagram And I would just like to tell you, it is. It is very easy to know that you are on the wrong Alex Adams' YouTube, Instagram, whatever you're looking for. Really, really easy. One's a man, one's a girl. Okay, one does something very different to the other. Anyways, moving on. I'd like to welcome you guys back to another episode. We took a little break. I like to do that in between seasons because it allows me to just kind of regroup, figure out new topics switch some stuff up based on what I've planned before the season started because you know obviously I like to keep it very flexible I ask you guys a lot of the times on what you guys want to hear which is what I did this week again I saved this idea which was from Lily Vasquez and she um, commented on one of the little Q&A boxes that I put up on my story on at between you and me podcast on Instagram and her suggestion was really great I really liked it It was, um, do a podcast episode on what would Alex do in scenarios from listeners' situations. So I basically told you guys on my story that um, I'm going to be recording an episode where I give you guys advice on any situation that you are in right now or going through based on my perspective and what I would do in those scenarios, okay? This is slightly different, I feel, to a regular advice episode episode simply because I feel like in advice episodes I give a really good well-rounded mature like different perspective to try and like give you guys the best advice that I possibly can and in my episodes I talk a lot with you know 
a much broader mindset and I bring like I feel like I, I speak a lot smarter if that makes sense to the way that I actually think I have good intentions in what I say and I try to give you guys the best advice just because I do that doesn't mean I take it I try but I'm obviously an imperfect human being who's also still learning so although I give good advice it's like those memes where it's like when you give your friend the best advice ever but you don't take your own kind of like that you know what I mean I do try for the most part a lot of things that I do talk about I've really integrated into my life for like different aspects like balancing my life things about relationships things about friendships a lot of the advice I give is based off of um experience right but some of the stuff that I talk about is just things that I would like for myself and I don't actually do so that's what separates this type of what would Alex do versus a advice session because I'm going to be really brutally honest on how I would handle that situation um leaving out the kind of really mature perspective how I talk in these episodes the well-rounded you know mature advice I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna tell you guys what I'm gonna do sometimes it might sound a little stupid because I'm just gonna go with my first instinct like what would I actually do um you guys gave me some interesting little topics I'm gonna keep all of you guys anonymous by the way because I already got like a couple dms that said please keep this anonymous so for the sake of you all I'm gonna make everything anonymous but yeah all of these advice situations are based on completely different subjects some things are about friendships exes breakups jobs blah 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 so we're gonna get into all of it okay all right starting off with the first one this person's situation was leaving your current job to take a chance and move across the world alone to travel now my first initial reaction is that that sounds like something i would love to do but it almost sounds like something i would just dream about doing you know what i mean like not something that i could see myself actually doing simply because it is so far out of my comfort zone that it feels almost impossible. Now, if you're similar and you're like, it sounds so daunting, it sounds so scary, it sounds so terrifying, I feel like there's ways to build up to do this. And if it were me and I was like, let's say I had everything, I was financially stable, I had a place to stay when I moved, I... I'm a very logical person when I think about these things. It's a dream. Like I said, like, yeah, sure, I would love to pick up and leave and go do whatever I want and not have to worry about anything. But you have to be logical in terms of like thinking like, okay, am I going to have enough money? You know, am I going to be safe out there? Do I have someone to stay with? Do I have a place to stay stay during the time? Do I know where I'm going? Do I know my surroundings? Things like that. Let's say all of that was taken care of my bank account was filled up. I was good in that in that sense. Um, I had a place to stay. I had all of the things that are necessary. Would I go and do it and leave the job that I have at home and take a chance and move across the world alone to travel? Yes. I would do this, but at the same time, I would give myself a chance to experience it in a shorter amount of time, come home, 
and then figure out if I want to do it for a longer period of time. In my brain, what makes most sense to me, if I were to do this like tomorrow, let's say, I would save up, you know, however much money I think I need for three weeks or a month, which is kind of like a trial experimental period of time. And then I'd come home, I'd get to ground myself again, go back to basic routine and then figure out, did I enjoy this? Pros and cons. What do I need to know for next time? It just gives myself more of a thought process of like, okay, now I know how it's going to be like. And I know if I want to go back for maybe a longer period of time, I know if I want to wait a little bit, save up more money, things like that. It just feels more logical in my brain and safer. I'm a really safe person because I feel like if I don't feel safe, anxiety will come in. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's what I would do, babes. Okay. I would go for a short period of time. I wouldn't just commit myself to be, to travel around the world for like a year and leave a job at home that is safe and secure that I'm getting income from to go and like move to a different country without knowing what will be there for me. That's me. I'm too scared to do that. I know a lot of people are big risk takers and it works out for them and they have that drive, that motivation to go out there, find a way to make money out there or they have enough money saved up, things like that. Um, I'm a safe girly. Okay, I'm not that crazy. So that's what I would do. All right, next one. Your coworker annoys you, but you don't want to hurt her feelings by telling her that she's annoying as hell. (laughs) Okay, what would I do? I'm not going to lie. I also don't have that capacity to just be straight up brutally honest to someone and be like, you are annoying. You are pissing me off. I have that like underlying feeling inside of me to be nice to people regardless of how annoying they are um but what I've learned around annoying people is that they're going to drain your energy like they have such an ability to strip away the best parts of you when you're with them and if you find yourself being extremely irritated and just like not you when you're around them just simply because of how freaking annoying they are and like draining of a human being they are like distance is the best option and it's probably what I would do I would just simply find a way to talk to them less and less to be around them less and less And I know it's kind of a shitty scenario because you're working with them. But if I were working with them, I literally would just stop conversing. Like I would stop trying to be social with them because that's the only way to not be a bitch, first of all, and just be like, you're fucking annoying. Because imagine that, like, imagine you were just like, okay, you talk to this person, you're like, listen, you really piss me off. You're super annoying. And I just simply don't like you. Now you're going to have some weird fucking energy at work. You're going to go into work and you're going to have this like little person there that annoys you and now they have a bone to pick with you because you called them annoying and you were probably rude about it, right? There's no nice way about saying, hey, you're annoying. And now it's just going to be awkward. Now it's just going to be like, okay, well, you guys both know that you don't like each other. And I really don't think when you tell someone they're annoying, there's any good way to take it, right? Like, it's not like they'll take and be like, okay, I'm going to try to be less annoying, unless they're like seriously the sweetest human being and like they don't even realize that they're annoying and then like it all just comes from a good place. 
I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. Chances are they're just simply annoying and they're so stuck in their ways and they're not going to change. I don't know. Just based on my my uh, fair share of annoying people in my life. So yeah, I'd, I'd do distance. I'd seriously just distance myself from this person and like not talk to them as much as possible to the point where like that person just realizes, okay, they don't want to talk, like you don't want to talk to them. I think it's the kindest way to do it, to not hurt this person's feelings directly. Indirectly, you probably still will be. But regardless, both ways, it's just like you won't be making this person happy. So that's what I would do. I got a lot of different scenarios that had to do with um, your ex. So I'm going to go through a couple of those. But I feel like they're all going to be kind of similar just because they all revolve around the same thing. But we'll start off with the first one, which is going through a breakup and having mutuals with your ex. So if that were me, I think the easiest thing to do in that situation, I feel like you always always have to realize that a lot of the times if your mutuals are primarily friends with your ex, those people aren't your friends anymore. They never really truly were to a certain extent because they were friends with you because you were together with that person, right? So whatever you would expect from your own friends, that's what you should expect from their friends. Does that make sense? Let's say um, let's say when you guys were together, your friends became his friends, his friends became your friends, quote unquote, right? Not like besties or anything. You were friends. Now you guys are broken up. You expect your friends to create distance, to not talk to your ex, to not, you know, invite him to parties, not do this, not do that. That's going to be the same shit the other way around. Their friends, his friends are not going to do that or her friends are not going to do that. So after a breakup, it's something that you have to realize like, okay, not only is that person no longer in your life, all of his friends or her friends are not in your life either. So this, these mutuals that maybe you still follow or still see out in public or whatever, it is a bit awkward, sure, but what I like to go for and what I would do in that situation is to simply maintain peace, which is just a neutral environment. If you see them, say hi, what's up, whatever. Hold on, I'm getting a call. That was my contact lens place. <laughs> okay, sorry, um, phone call. Anyways, um, where was I? Where was I? Keep the peace, say hi, be friendly in public. Social media, I mean, that can be tough because, you know, friends of exes can post your ex. I mean, if a lot of time has passed, you don't really feel any type of way about it anymore. I don't think it's that deep, but maybe at the beginning, it, it could be kind of painful to see them online. I'd say use the mute button to your benefit. If you really don't care that much and you're like, these people don't really matter to you that much anymore, unfollow them, like... It's really not that big of a deal, to be honest. Um, maybe in the moment, it's just like, oh, I don't want people to think bad of me. I don't want like his friends to think that I'm like crazy and I'm unfollowing them all. Realistically, who cares? Because if anybody's been through an actual real like heartbreak breakup, you're going to understand. You're going to be like, okay, yeah, this person just doesn't want to see their ex anymore. It's no fucking hard feelings. And if they take it deep and like, they're like, oh, this girl doesn't like, like this girl just unfollowed me because I'm not friends. Like she's not with her ex anymore. Like da -da -da. grow up. Who cares? If someone did that to me and unfollowed me, I'd actually genuinely wouldn't care. I'd say, okay, okay, understandable. Anyways, mute, unfollow, stay civil, 
keep the peace in public. They're not your friends anymore. Don't reach out to them. I wouldn't talk to them. I wouldn't, you know, go out of my way to be like, hey, what's up? How are you? Um, yeah, that's it. X is gone. Their friends are gone too. It's the hard truth. Even if you like their friends, you'll find more. You're good. Don't worry. You have your own friends. Okay, I got another one that is kind of fucked. Okay, X is my friends with benefits. First of all, you're insane. <laughs> you are literally insane. What would I do? I would literally run away. I would cut this person off. I'd say absolutely no way in hell. Like, I don't think, like, I know myself as a human being. Like, there is no way in hell I would be mentally sane if that were my situation. No way. I would be distraught. I'd be experiencing anxiety every day. I would just be in absolute shambles. That would be the only thought in my mind. Like, this is the person that you are no longer with, right? And you probably loved them. Now, all of a sudden, that relationship turns into something else that is not exclusive. This is what friends with benefits is, okay? Not exclusive. You don't have any boundaries you have to keep. You don't have any needs they have to fulfill or you have to fulfill other than physical ones. And there's just no, you don't gain anything from that. Because the physical aspect of things, guys, you don't need it to be that person, if we're being honest, right? Like realistically, I'm not saying it could be anyone, but it could be another person, right? So me personally, if that's what I was looking for, I trust and believe I would not be looking for someone in the past because the only thing that's doing is making it 10 times harder to even process the breakup, right? And making it 10 times harder to actually heal in any way, shape, or form. You are stuck in the same spot except in a worse situation. It is just so much worse. Just really think about it. You have no girlfriend rights, quote unquote. You can't be like, hey, what are you doing today? Um, who are you hanging out with? Who are you seeing right now? You can't say, can you do this for me? Can you blah, blah, blah. You should do this for me because you're my boyfriend. You should. No. Do you even talk to this person or do you just see them at late at night? Like, no. Everything about that sounds wrong, terrible. Me personally, I would say, you know what? It was fun while it lasted. I'm going to head out. Um, it's nice to know you you know, if maybe one day this rekindles into an actual relationship and we fix the problems, sure, but just keeping it casual after a relationship. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details there is no way it's healthy for you so I would head out that's what I would do all right your ex situationship moves in next door to you are these real like how does that happen how does your ex situationship move in next door to you these are the type of things that would happen in a rom-com I swear to god 
what would I do? Hmm. Well, first of all, it depends how and why the situationship ended. Um, if I would maybe try to have any form of contact with that person, be like, hey, what's up? Like, you live right next to me. How funny is that? Um, if it ended shitty and this person's a shitbox and sucks, I would simply ignore them. So what? They live next to you. You know, it might just add a little bit of pizzazz when you go into your driveway and get out, you know, and head out somewhere. You're like, oh, maybe they'll see me. But like what I would do is think, OK, why am I not talking to this person anymore? Do they suck? Was it me? You know, can I rekindle? Is this person still single? Am I still single? Um, if those answers are yes, yes, and that person really didn't suck that much, and maybe it was just a course of random events that split you guys up, I'd give it another shot. Why not? Things like that, to me, are a sign. They move in right next door. It's a, The universe is telling you, go for it, babes. But, now listen carefully, but if the situation was very shitty, this person treated you super badly, um, you were in a lot of pain when this situation ended. That's not a sign. Listen to me carefully. That's not a sign. That's a test. That's a test. So if that were the case, the universe is testing you. I promise they're saying, hey, are you gonna, you know, get the bait again? This person's right next to you. Are you gonna let yourself be treated shitty again? Or are you gonna go and try and find something better? Now, if it was the second case scenario for myself, I'd say, fuck you. Every time I see him, I'd say, fuck you. And then, <laughs> I'm kidding. I would just like ignore the fact that he was even living next to me, go about my life, you know, continue. And that's it. They, they don't exist to me. They're just simply not there. Yeah, that was a pretty easy one. Two options based on what had happened with that person. And then you just move accordingly. That's what I would do. Okay, now this one actually is serious. Like, it's fucked up. So, if this is you, um, I'd first of all like to apologize to you on behalf of him. This one is, what would you do if your boyfriend spit on you after an argument? This is not funny, although when you see that, it's just, like, shocking, right? It's like, what the fuck? Like, boyfriend spits on you after an argument? This is the probably the utmost highest possible level of disrespect there's something so like simply degrading about the act of spitting on someone in this aggressive angry after an argument means you're pissed off you're angry at each other and he decides to spit on you i want you to know that like this is just simply not correct not right it's not okay what i would do is i would pack my bags and i would not speak to that person again. And I know that might sound dramatic, but when you think about the simple act of doing that and that someone that you love and quote unquote loves you could just like spit on you, there's something so wrong about doing that. Like think about someone you love. Would that even cross your mind to do that to them? Like, would you just spit on them when you're pissed at them, when you're angry? I hope the answer is no. So in my case scenario, like I said, I'd pack my bags. I'd say, listen, I don't want to deal with this level of disrespect. It's just simply like not something that I'm going to handle. Chances are if the person spat on you, then they're capable of doing a lot of other things to disrespect you. And they probably have. But because this is like a physical thing that happened, it rings more true in your mind. Like, oh, okay, this is fucked up rather than like 
someone manipulating you or gaslighting you because sometimes those are easy to ignore and to give excuses for. There's really no excuse for someone spitting on you, right? So yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't tolerate that. I definitely think that that it would be a cross the line type shit in terms of disrespectfulness. And, you know, it's just, it's fucked up. I, I wouldn't handle that. I wouldn't deal with it. I wouldn't even want to see what a person had to say after doing that. I don't know if that sounds dramatic. It's just, it just feels like it's just wrong. <laughs> like literally wrong. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not dealing with that. I'm gone. And that's what I would do. Okay, we're moving on to the big, longer, juicy DMs. Um, I have like two like really long stories to go through. So, okay, let's get into it. My ex-situationship ended things back in July of last year. He said, I don't see a future in dating, to be completely honest. When I made my feelings clear and expressed that I wanted more out of the relationship, the I don't see a future in dating you was silent in his text, but I caught what he meant. Anyways, we haven't spoken since and after we ended, I was completely heartbroken. It's now February and for the last few weeks, I've been thinking about him a lot and I don't know why. I know I'm not over it and it feels like I really need closure from him and I want to reach out to see if he'd like to get coffee and catch up because I really just want to know what happened from his perspective since we went from basically dating without a label to nothing. I don't want to get back together, but my friends are telling me there's no use in texting me, texting him. I just can't help but feel like that'll help me move on. Since we ended, I compare literally every guy to him and I can't help but miss him lately. Not sure what to do here, but I would appreciate any insight on whether it's a good idea to message him to catch up. Okay, what would I do? I think in this situation, this person, your ex situationship, they didn't make any effort to make things more serious with you. They wanted to treat you like a girlfriend, be treated like a boyfriend, but not put any label on it, not make it serious. And you know what that means to me? It means this person doesn't have the emotional maturity to be in a relationship. When people say things like that, like, I don't see a future in dating, um, take it surface level, take it how it is. That's them being honest to you. That's them giving you their truth and how they feel like they're not capable of maintaining a relationship. Now, that doesn't mean that they didn't have feelings for you and they didn't like you and they didn't maybe somewhere in the back of their mind feel like they wanted to. It just means that they simply can't. A lot of the times people will tell you straight up how it is and our brains will make excuses for it and be like, oh, but like he acted like this and he did this to me and did that to me and like he helped me here and he showed me that he liked me here. If they're not explicitly making the effort to create a relationship with you and you're expressing that that's what you want out of it, take it as it is, babe. In that situation, I feel like I've learned enough in my life that if someone is not choosing you and has been given opportunities to choose you and they simply don't choose you, take it. Someone only needs one chance for you to be like, listen, do you want me or not? And if they say no, they made their choice. It's not going to change. Now, in terms of reaching out to this guy, I think that your friends are right. I would not do that just because it re there really is no point. The only thing that you're going to do in that situation is, I talked about this in my breakup um, rule book episode, so you might want to listen to that. <laughs> um, the only thing that you're going to do in that point is fix up on those like happy chemicals, the dopamine, the um, serotonin and stuff like that because 
that person made you feel good at one point in time and now you want to feel good again. That's why you miss them. It's because you had strong feelings for them at one point and all of a sudden they were just ripped away when this person decided to not talk to you anymore, right? So obviously you want to feel good and you want to get those happy feelings again and the only way that you think in your mind you can do that is to see him again. And you think it'll give you closure because you want to understand his perspective, but at the end of the day, the only thing you need to understand is that he didn't choose you. He could have and he didn't. The answer is there already and you already have what it takes to give yourself closure because there's 10 million other people that could be eligible bachelors for you and he's just simply not it. Also, I feel like if you find yourself comparing everybody to him all the time and feeling like he's better, you haven't passed that phase yet of where you're able to see things clearly and for what they are. I think there's still a little bit of rose-colored glasses on right now. So I think that I personally in that situation would take time to be single because there's just no use in like going out to like meet other people when, you know, you're comparing someone to someone else and still thinking your ex was better or your ex situationship was better right um if that's the case i'd stay single for a while longer until it doesn't feel like that anymore until you start to see things a little bit clearer and you can see why things didn't work out with that guy and you see other people and see more positive aspects in other people does that make sense that's what i would do all right, next um, longer situation that I was DM'd. Recently, I got in touch with my ex-best friend when the pandemic in 2020 started because of multiple factors, which I'll explain. Relationship worsened and it kept getting worse. So in October 2021, we had a huge fight and never spoke after that. The only interaction we had was when she wished me a happy birthday. Because I was quite fed up with her and her behavior and beliefs towards me, I felt like a weight lifted off my shoulders after we stopped talking. But recently in February this year, I felt that during the one year we didn't communicate at all, I've healed and forgave both myself and her. So I contacted her, we met, and I explained to her my point of view and apologized for my mistakes that I understood were really my fault. And we had a decent conversation and caught up with one another. But... She still refuses to acknowledge her mistakes and at least say sorry for making me feel upset back then. At first, I was like, okay, I can accept her for who she is because I forgave. And you know to forgive is something big. But by the time past, the good feeling and the rose-colored glasses I had after our meetup kind of started to fade. Okay. Hmm. This is a pretty interesting one. Um, now, if this were me... I think I would have done the same in terms of spending the time by myself to reflect on the situation, see how I made mistakes, see how the other person made mistakes, and reach back out to see if the friendship can be rekindled. I appreciate the way that you went about it and how you said you took time to heal and you took time to see the situation for what it was, how it wasn't completely the other person's fault and how everybody kind of has their own mistakes that they make within any type of relationship and that everyone's responsible for themselves and for the actions that they make throughout the relationship and if they affect the other person. So what's difficult in this situation is you two are completely different people and 
you took that year and you healed and you grew from it and you reflected and you understood deeper parts of what went wrong. On the other hand, it seems to be that your friend did not do the same that you did. She didn't take time to reflect in terms of where she went wrong because no matter what, there's no way in any situation that at least I believe, unless it's super drastic and someone's a psychopath, that one person was at complete fault. There's really just like no situation that that kind of happens in. It's not your responsibility to tell her where she went wrong and for her to realize, understand, and apologize and change from it because she should have had her own chance and her own period of time to reflect on it the way that you did, right? It's not your responsibility to tell her that. Um, Now, if this were to happen to me, word for word, everything that went down, I think I wouldn't want that person back in my life simply because we're at two different growing points. She hasn't been able to get to the point where she can see any faults in her own self and you have. So if that were me, I would realize that this type of behavior, not being able to see your own faults and kind of being kind of being overly, I don't know what the word is when you like think you're a lot better than another person. Um, I just don't like that trait. I don't like the trait. I think it's like a literal superpower to be able to see faults in yourself because a lot of people can't. A lot of people think that they're perfect or think that they're better than other people. And the second that you realize that there's something wrong in the way that you're doing it, especially if it's something that pisses you off and you don't want to admit it, it's a literal superpower because that's the only way that you can change. So if my best friend doesn't have that capability to understand that they are wrong and like genuinely actually believe that they're wrong, that's a really important quality in a friendship for me personally. So I don't think I would want that person in my life anymore. You know, I for sure keep the door like a crack open for in the future if that friend actually got to the point where they matured and realized like, okay, there's two sides to every conflict and every problem in a relationship and that she was also at fault for certain things and is able to come back to you actually apologize and actually realize that she had faults in the situation then there's chance for a friendship to be kind of rekindled in that sense I think you did your part in reaching out and trying to fix things I say leave it like I would leave the situation positively I'd say listen like you know, this is what I need in a friendship. I need someone to have that self-awareness and to know and to apologize for how they hurt me and the things that they did or else it's just going to repeat. So I don't want to repeat negative things in this friendship. So until you're ready for that, I'll be waiting, but I just don't think I want to be in this friendship until then. Leave it open, leave it positive, leave it like she has a chance to come back later on if if it works out, who knows. Um, But yeah, no, I don't think I'd want someone like that in my life. I think I'm very picky about that now based on like all of these answers. I'm very picky about who I allow in my life and if they're people that match me because you don't want people that are not as good as you. Does that make sense? And not saying it in like, oh, I'm the best fucking person ever, but you don't want people that are not at the same level of like self-awareness, of growth, 
um, if they're way down below you and are have the mentality of like a high schooler and you're my age, like you just don't want those people around you because if anything, they'll lower your mentality and they'll make you feel like they'll change your perspectives in a negative way rather than the opposite. You want people that, if anything, are a little bit more intelligent, a little bit more self-aware, a little bit more have a broader perspective on different things so that they can teach you and you can learn more. And yeah, I kind of went off topic a little bit there, but that's what I would do. Those are all of the little situations and longer situations that I got. Let me know if you guys enjoyed this. If you enjoyed me kind of making it and like twisting the advice session into my perspective, because I think that I can make this more of a series. Um, But yeah, I love you guys. Um, uh, we have a couple more episodes left of the season and then we have some exciting stuff coming. Like when the season ends, don't be sad. Okay. Because I have even more that I'm planning and I'm excited. So share this podcast with anybody, share your favorite episode with your mom, your dad, your best friend, your cousin, your brother, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Because the more that we grow this podcast, the more I will have to offer for you guys. With that being said, follow the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Also follow the Instagram and the TikTok at Between You and Me Podcast or at Between You and Me Pod. Should be pretty easy to find. And yeah, that's it. I hope you guys have a great day. Um, I will talk to you in the next episode and I love you guys. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.